Hi, welcome to another episode of Engage with Eagle Forum. I am today's host, Glenn McKay, a former executive director and current board member of Eagle Forum. In today's episode, we'll be talking with Bunny Pounds and Tracy Bradford, president and vice president of a new organization in Texas called Christians Engaged. This organization is based in Texas to serve Texans, but we hope that our listeners across the nation will be both challenged and inspired. The heart behind this project is really that it would be a multiplicative movement. We haven't talked much about faith yet on this podcast, and it's integral to the makeup of Eagle Forum. So I'd like to give you a little background. You know, Phyllis was one of the first, if not the only pro-family leaders to bring together people with a variety of faith backgrounds. I can remember her saying she never discriminated based on what church someone attended and that you may be working with someone who, according to your religion, isn't saved, but you have the same worldview and should work together so that we can accomplish our shared goals. Phyllis herself was a devout Catholic and our current president, Uni Smith, who was a founding member of Eagle Forum, is an evangelical Southern Baptist. I think getting people of different faiths to work outside of their church for the same political goals was not only unique, but clearly effective. It also made Sunday mornings um, and continues to make Sunday mornings during our conferences quite eventful. There's mass, there's an evangelical service, a Church of Christ service, an LDS service, but I, I, I digress. The point is that faith has been foundational to who we are as an organization. We may not all have the same beliefs, but we share the same worldview, and that's what's important. Personally, I grew up Southern Baptist and am married to a recovering politico who was called the church ministry. If I'm honest, though, it was a journey for both of us to figure out how to reconcile our deep faith in Jesus with the institution of government and politics. I first went to work for Phyllis after college, and she was one of the first people I really saw live the intersection between faith and politics. Faith informed her politics, but politics wasn't her faith. Her mission was simply to remain faithful to truth, to her family, and to our country's founding principles. She signed her letters and her emails faithfully. Phyllis. You know, she's been referred to many times as a modern day Esther. And personally, I drew inspiration from both the story of Esther and the story of Phyllis Schlafly when I took my first job in D.C. Both women bravely took on tasks given to them for such a time as this, meaning they embraced where God had them with what he had given them in order to be world changers at their appointed time. For me, I was scared of the unfamiliar. I was leery of politics and moving to Washington was a complete deviation from the plans I had for my life. But I came to a point where I realized that maybe this small town Texas girl had been brought to this position, had been given this opportunity for such a time as this. And I say this to encourage you as I've transitioned from college to career to being a wife and now a mother. I've realized there is no season of our lives that is wasted. And for those found in Christ, we should embrace the purposes God has for us in every season. You know, maybe your task right now is simply to consume information, and we'd love to provide that for you. Maybe you just need to be educated for yourself or and your own knowledge or, or for the knowledge of your kids or your grandkids or others that you influence. Maybe your purpose right now is to engage. Maybe you've been on the sidelines for too long. For others, maybe it's time to engage by bringing other people alongside you into what you've been doing. I say all of that because the whole goal of this podcast is to engage women wherever they are with whatever they have. And I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation with Bunny and Tracy as they make the case for why people of faith should be involved and how you can engage.
Tracy and Bunny, thanks for being here. Yay! <laughs> so first, I'd like for each of you to give us a picture of who you are. Neither of you are strangers to Eagle Forum. Tracy is actually a past state president of Texas Eagle Forum, and she has just become a dear friend and mentor to me. I met Bunny several years ago when I was looking to move home to Texas, actually through Tracy. She's the one who introduced us. And Bunny would go on to run for Congress, the organization I work for now, the Club for Growth. We heavily supported her. I'm sure she'll mention all of that. But I want you both to tell us a little bit about who you are. Tell us about your families, um, your passion, etc. I know that our listeners are going to draw a lot of inspiration from who you are. Well, thank you, Glenn. This is exciting to be here. And I do have a great love for Texas Eagle, well, for Eagle Forum and Texas Eagle Forum. I'm a wife of over 30 years and a mother of seven children and now a grandmother of two. Um, I would say that is one of the things that really defines me and um, actually helps position me for the things that God was putting in my life. So um, having homeschooled, which I never thought I would do. I actually thought those people were nuts. Um, and I'm going into my 21st year, I believe, of homeschooling. I really did love the opportunity of being able to talk to my kids about history, about government. I, I have always loved history and government, but also when you wanted to tie all that into God's word, because what I saw as I got older was you know, it's one thing to believe and to go to church and you have this personal belief. It's another thing when you become an adult and you're living out your life and you have decisions to make. You, then you have to vote and then you have to engage in those decisions that are made for you by those people that were elected. And the, the more I was around my kids, I saw they can't just hear me talk about this. They need to be engaged or involved in it as mm -hmm. well. So that was one of the reasons that we um, started getting more involved in things. I took my youngest, uh, actually my oldest son, uh, met Phyllis, and we went to several events with her, and I, he just loved her. I mean, it was so funny. He turned around one time, she said something, he turned around, looked at me, and he goes, she's amazing. <laughs> and uh, this is a 16-year-old kid. So I, I just, I love where I am now because I can look at where God has brought me through all these years. I was a prayer leader with Promise Keepers. I believe very much in that mission of uh, women supporting the men as leaders, but I don't think that takes anything away from me as a woman and a leader. Of anything, it helps me to do my job better. Mm -hmm. And so that was something I love doing with my kids as well. And so to expose them to biblical truths hands on, um, and you brought something up, and I'm sure we'll get into this later, but. One of the most important things to me is that we are able to discuss the political issues and, and clear up this confusion that somehow you do church and you do politics. If you're a believer, it's who you are. So anything you do, voting, etc., is going to be played out based on your foundation. And your foundation is Jesus if you're a believer. So I can't separate that out. They're not separate entities. Me being a Christian, that's who I am. So it influences everything I do. Bunny, tell us a little bit about you. Well, I've been married 24 years too. <laughs> Not as long as Tracy has, but very, very proud of that. <laughs> um, but I have two adult children. Um, I've been a political consultant for the last 15 years. Um, got involved as an activist uh, in 2004 and got my first political job running the campaign for Congressman Jeb Henserling, who was our financial services chair in the U.S. House and best friends with now Vice President Mike Pence. <laughs> um, so I ran his campaign for about 10 years on the ground in the 5th District of Texas and then started my own fundraising firm to help our social conservative Christian candidates from Tyler all the way to Fort Worth. And 
that kind of blew up. We had 32 candidates and nine people in my office before I uh, ended up not being able to find a candidate to replace my former boss. And I ran for his seat. And that was an adventure uh, in 2018 that I do not regret. Uh, six months of my life really seeing people support me, believing in me to be the person in Congress. Um, I was the only person in the entire United States in 2018 in the primary season endorsed by the Vice President, mm -hmm. Mike Pence. Um, I outraised all my brothers around the state. We had six open seats in Texas and I <laughs> raised almost a million dollars and was the only woman on the runoff ballot in Texas uh, in 2018. So very proud of that. And, and now out of that, we've, we are building a, a new Christian nonprofit to engage Christians on the idea of praying for their nation, voting in every election, and engaging with their culture. And, you know, that was came out of just a, you know, a 2,000 vote loss that I had. Unfortunately, I didn't make it. But, you know, God has other plans. And when we're redirected, he sometimes really brings us to the place that we really need to be and where our influence needs to be in that next season. Okay, so Christians Engaged is the name of your new organization. And I cannot go without mentioning this. What's fun about both of these projects is we were both working on them simultaneously and didn't know it. Both of them are in their infancies. And one night I texted Tracy the artwork that we were developing for the podcast because I thought, oh, I need her input. I trust her. And said, what do you think about this? It's Engaged with Eagle Forum. And she laughed and just said, well, that's really funny. It must be on all of our hearts because we're about to launch this organization called Christians Engaged. <laughs> and then we just proceeded to talk about how engagement is the missing piece in our culture. It's fine to be interested in politics. It's even better if you're informed, but if you're not engaged, it really doesn't matter. So tell us about Christians Engaged and how people can be involved. Well, the genesis of Christians Engage is when I was running for Congress, I had the incredible opportunity to speak in 16 churches, like 16 brave pastors either gave me the mic, had me speak at their potluck at the end of church, whatever, you know, that looked like for them. But out of that, I'm going, there's a disconnect here. You know, in any runoff, you have a 40% drop off of people that don't show back up. Very few people even vote in primary tell elections. People, tell people what a runoff is really fast. Yeah. So we have party primaries. And then if there's like eight people in my race, now it's down to two. You have to have a vote on the, those two candidates. So the reality is people forget to vote in a primary, let alone a runoff. <laughs> Plus, they don't vote in their city elections. They don't vote. in here in Texas, we have constitutional amendments. So there's a lot of opportunities other than just the presidential election for people to have their voice heard in the political vein. So I'm going, what is the disconnect between people being motivated? They're motivated, but it's not motivated enough. They're not motivated enough to show up. So we needed to create a program that would not just register people to vote but also remind them, educate them, empower them with the information they needed, all of that to do what they felt like was their Christian civic duty to fulfill what they knew was in their heart. So out of that came Christians Engaged. So we're asking people to pray for their nation, to connect somehow, somewhere five minutes a week with something outside of their individual life, pray for their state, their city, their president. Um, we will text them on Mondays at 5.55, a, a really cool graphic with a prayer to remind them to do that, to vote in every election, because that's where we could see the biggest impact as believers. 
and then to engage their heart somewhere, engaging in some form of political activism for the furtherance of their nation. That could be anything. That could be the pro-life movement. That could be initiatives against human trafficking. That could be debt issues. That could be adopting a candidate, adopting, praying for your mayor. That could look like a hundred different things for people, but just start somewhere, engage somewhere. So that's kind of the what the broad vision of Christians Engaged is, and to connect that to individual believers and give them the empowerment to do that. Tracy, talk to us a little bit. I feel like a lot of times people think, oh, Christians, you should only care about life or you should only care about marriage or whatever it looks like. Talk to us about how biblical principles translate to these political issues. When I was getting more involved in the government realm, one of the things God had really put on my heart heavily was this was not supposed to be about my opinion. When I was teaching my children, really, that's when it started kicking in as I was beginning to take over their education and speaking to them that if I wanted that to really take root and when they got older to go back to it to be able to hold on to whatever issue it was, it had to be founded in the word. Mm -hmm. And so when you ask the question, like when, and, and I've heard that, you know, well, if it's a life issue, then, and we've even seen that, I'll get involved in that because it's clearly, most of the time, clearly a biblical issue. What I see, again, back to it is who I am, and I've prayed to have the heart of God. We pray, we have the spirit of God in us, so we would want to be good stewards. If you look in Genesis, you know, from the very beginning, we're told to steward well this world. So when you're given a nation that offers you liberty and freedom, why wouldn't we want to keep those things and steward them well instead of having to fight to get them back? Because that takes time, effort, money that you never would have had to go there with if you would have just taken care of that in the beginning. So it just became more and more practical to me. It comes to debt. I mean, the Bible talks about debt. So you can find pretty much any subject, you can track it back to a biblical foundation. And that's, I mean, I think that's the critical point here. And we we can't be blaming people in this country who don't have that principle for where we are right now. It's us. Mm -hmm. It's us getting engaged. It's us being a voice. I know when she came back, watching her out there, I mean, going 90 to nothing, and I, you know, she came back and she goes, this is what's coming out of this. We've mm -hmm. got to engage people to pray together for our nation, to get people to vote, remind them when to vote, and get them out there. But more than that plug in where that passion, everybody has something they can do. Something that Bunny said about brave pastors made me think, we have come to a place in America, formerly the church was the center of life. I mean, both socially and politically. And now we've come to a place where pastors are afraid to even engage, even mention anything from the pulpit. I don't know, I think because of that, that may be um, part of the Aggression of the involvement we see from Christians. What do y'all think? Why why are people hesitant to get involved? I agree. I think it's a disconnect between realizing, like Tracy was talking about, that the Bible should inform every area of our life, that God should be central to every area of our life. So, you know, Christians should be the ones that have wisdom and discernment, and they should be the ones that are, are leading the fields of media and education and politics, etc. Uh, one of the reasons why we're starting Christians Engage is we believe there's an awakening going on in people's heart to connect the dots that you don't have to be a full-time minister in a pulpit to make a difference. 
that the Bible actually can, you know, talk about everything that's in our life. But it's our responsibilities as believers to dig down and to search the scriptures for mm -hmm. what we need. And if there's cultural issues going on that we just don't have, we don't feel like we have wisdom for, we don't have understanding on, we need to be the Brians, like it talks about in the New Testament, that go into the scriptures and dig and see what is real and ask God for wisdom in those things. So pastors are starting to connect the dots. They're realizing they can't just talk about quote unquote spiritual issues only because the issue is our heart connects to everything that is in our life, right? Whether that's kids, marriage, family, work, entertainment, Everything in our life should be sanctified by the Lord. And that includes, we believe, politics. And I think many pastors are starting to understand that. So what is the harm in sitting back and letting politics work itself out? I mean, the reality is we've got people either storming the streets with vagina hats or we have people sitting back culturally unengaged. Should we just let this all happen? I think one of the things you see right now is people are starting to be stirred but there there's fear what if i do the wrong thing i don't know where to plug in i don't know if my voice will matter first of all i can assure you your voice matters mm -hmm. second of all if you don't get involved with government government is still going to be involved with you you cannot escape it and so wouldn't it be better to have a vote or a voice in what concerns you and too many times we see what's happening with the women's march or whatever and i look at that and go they don't speak for me at all. Mm -hmm. Or even as a believer, I, the other day someone said, well, why should we want Christians involved? Because it'll just be rules about this and that. And I said, you know, here's the interesting thing. If I follow Christ the way I'm supposed to, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be patient. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be forgiving. I'm going to have wisdom. You would be in a better place under those things than somebody who's acting out of their own agenda, out of fear, out mm -hmm. of anger, out of retribution. So if we engage with the principles that are in the word, then we're actually looking at building a solid foundation for everybody, not just a certain sect of people, everybody. And whenever something in the word goes against what you feel, or even you can say believe, God's word is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So he does not change. So that's when I go back and say, why am I struggling here? And if I'm willing to seek out other people even to have some, you know, like I'd talk to Bunny or I'd talk to you. I would go seek out others and have those conversations and we can hone in on those beliefs. Because I know if you're sitting and listening to this, it may make you even more fearful to yeah. think, well, I don't know what the Bible says. I don't mm -hmm. even know where to look mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. But just open it up, first of all, and just start reading yeah. and you'll be amazed. But there's nothing wrong with talking to other people about what you're reading or the questions you have, but you have to own it. Mm. And that, that's what makes the difference because you will become, it's sad the word empowered has kind of been taken over, but it is a good word because it really symbolizes some level of ownership. Right. For those who still aren't convinced, those believers who still aren't convinced that they should be involved, you know, I, I think there, I've heard the argument before, well, the only thing we should be campaigning for is the gospel, is for Jesus. So how do you respond to that? Well, of course, the gospel, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection is the most important thing um, that anybody should know. Um, but the Bible also says, when the righteous rule, the people rejoice, mm -hmm. right? One of my friends told me, it's like you're making a cake and you're allowing the 
the person next door to decide what goes in the cake. What if they only put flour and salt and that's all they put in the cake, but they're not putting the sugar and the vanilla and all the things that make the cake, you know, mm -hmm. a nice fluffy cake that your family wants to eat, right? Mm -hmm. What That's what we're literally doing as believers. We're sitting back and letting the unrighteous people decide who's going to rule in city government. Who's going to rule our county government? Who's going to be the one that's president or our, our House of Representatives uh, leader? And when we do that, we are now letting the culture define what needs to happen instead of us defining mm -hmm. it. And, you know, in Genesis, it talks about us subduing, have dominion, occupying till, our, till he comes back. Of course, Jesus is coming back, but we... Are, should be busy while we're waiting for him to come back. And then the book of Revelation, it talks about we will rule and reign on the earth. The earth has intrinsic value. And even the worldly systems have intrinsic value in the fact that God told us to have dominion and to take care of those gardens in mm -hmm. our life. So that's how I respond. I believe our worldview and our faith should inform all of our decisions and all of our life. If we allow Jesus to be just in the four walls of the church and we don't take him out on the streets with us mm. or we don't take him into our college with us or into our family with us, then what kind of God is this that we serve? Mm -hmm. What kind of savior do we have if he doesn't inform our daily life? And in that vein, politics and government needs to be something that's on our list to pay attention to. Well, let's talk about prayer. I know that's an integral part of well, both of your lives. I mean, you both yes. taught me how to be a praying person and how to incorporate that in my life, both professionally and personally. But what does that mean? Let's talk about the power in that. Why is it so important? I think many might think, well, God's preordained things, so why does it matter if I pray or not? So talk to me a little bit about, Tracy, especially your view of prayer and and how that takes part in this process. I can remember, it's weird, even as a little girl, for some reason, I can remember sitting and watching news and praying and yeah and, um, yeah and you were special it was just it was weird i mean like i can still remember one of the stories and i could wow. only have been about three or four years old and so as i became a mother and you're looking at this world now and something changes mm -hmm. we both know that now when you have a child there's something that you all of a sudden realize you don't control that world for them. And I was praying and I journal and pray, but there was something about when I had children, I realized I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. I want to make sure I'm a good mother. I want to make sure my child, how can I pray for my child? And I came across the book, The Power of Praying Mother. And of course she's written Stormy and Worry and she's yes. written like every book possible after that. But <laughs> I then started praying. I was expecting my next child and I started praying then. For that child and what is so neat to me this is just kind of a neat little side story when he went to go propose to his wife who we love dearly and they came back to share you know they got engaged I said I've been praying for you since before he was born and I thought I just love the thought of that mm -hmm. but the thing is you know you can say God has everything I, I wrestle with those I'm like well doesn't he already know he knows everything but <laughs> But it's not about that. It's about us connecting with him. And we get to go before him. And I promise you that the more you spend time there, the more he persuades the way you think, hmm. the way you operate, the way you forgive. I mean, has anybody ever wondered why forgiveness is not one of the fruit of the spirits? <laughs> I have walked through some, some areas where forgiveness seemed impossible, but God. And so 
if you're looking, let's say a, an issue like racism or, or rape or human trafficking, if, if people think, well, there's no, really no reason, so now we don't want to get involved in politics and well, yeah, I'm praying, I don't know what that's really going to do. What is left? You know, we have been given first the gift to communicate with the God Almighty. I mean, he says in his word, come before my throne when times of great need of mercy. And he meant it. And there have been things that maybe didn't turn out the way I wanted, but I can look back now and think, wow, you were sparing me. You were protecting me or you were directing me to a better place. And I don't know how people function without that peace and that connection because the more I've lived, the older I've gotten, the more you raise children. I don't know how I would have except in my, all my kids now, six of them having driver's license and not go crazy. I mean, you know, that, but when you look at praying for a nation, the thing I love about 555 is we know we're two or more gathered. And what about the fact that we have, what, over 200 people now that are praying on that one point and focusing yeah. in. And I just love the thought of those prayers all going in a unison up yes. into heaven. Mm -hmm. And what if we multiplied that out across the nation? If somebody's listening to this and thinking it's like a takeover, well, I could think of worse things to take over than a Holy Spirit takeover. <laughs> but think about what the hearts that would turn, those things that maybe people listening right now are so frustrated or downhearted about the life issue and the way some of these states have ruled about killing up till birth and you just think it's hopeless. Or maybe it's the race issue where you're like, I don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. Prayer is not the last resort. Right. Mm. It should be your first response. Mm. And when we condition ourselves to that, we will see a change in this country. And I've got it. She's been preaching, so i got to keep preaching. Okay? <laughs> Please do. But the reality is Jesus set it up that way. He mm -hmm. said, ask that you will receive that your joy may be full. Right? He set it up. It's all a trick. <laughs> it really is. You know, he is sovereign, yes. But he said, if you ask, you will receive that your joy may be full. He is forcing us to come to him. Because at the very beginning, it was all about us walking with him and knowing him. With him. So here we are as believers in this culture. We, we walk beside a lot of political activists that they are just full of fear, anger, and pride. But, and they're seeing things in this country and they're going, this is just not right. There's something just not right. They know it because that's the spirit of God in them. Mm -hmm. But what do they do with that? Instead of taking it to prayer, they're just fighting on social media. Mm -hmm. They're... They're angry. They're, you know, pushing and talking about their brothers and sisters and, you know, all the mess that we see in politics. But the reality is God's calling us to partner with Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's at the right hand of the yes. Father, always making intercession for us. And where two or more are agreed, he's in our midst. And so we have a responsibility to take those burdens that we feel about our country and our state and turn it back into prayer. And that's where our power lies. That is where our freedom lies. And that's where we can make uh, the greatest impact. And I like to say, we can't, if we're not connecting with God, we have nothing to give our nation. Mm. We have nothing. We have no wisdom. We have nothing if we aren't connecting with God oh, as believers. Great. We read in scripture about being salt and light, about carrying the aroma of Christ, about seasoning our words. In what ways can our listeners be gracious yet straightforward? Um, you know, that's one of the things I think that I admire about you both most is that you're gracious, yet you're tenacious. So do you have any advice in that arena of how we can be straightforward about issues that the Bible is clear on? I'll let Tracy go because she's taught me a lot about this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just fight sometimes. 
You know, I, my mother was an incredible example of this mm -hmm. where, you know, she always told us, always be kind. No matter what, always be kind. And biblically, that is the True. example. But with that said, we're called to hold people accountable. We're uh, reproofing each other, our mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. It, it's not a free-for-all and it's not a wimpy thing to speak the truth and speak it in love. So on one hand, you can have the over the, the love overkill where I'll just do away with God's principles because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and I don't want to have to call out truth because that might make them sad or mad at me. And with that, you end up loving them basically to hell because you won't love them enough to speak the truth. Yeah. On the other hand, you're so fearful. We can become so fearful that we just, the rule, the rule, the rule, the yeah. fight, the fight, the fight. And they're just going to walk away. You'll have no voice with them. So I love the fact you get back to how he pulls this in. He never tells us not to be truthful. Yeah. He never tells us to hide the truth. And we've got some hard truths at times to have to speak. But again, the more you pray, the more you're in the word, the more you see the character of God, you will love those very people that hate you. You yeah. will actually love the people that are causing you the most grief because it's him. And that's how we get to a place of speaking, I think, truth and love. We have to do it that way. We have to call out wrong. But we also have to do it with the grace that we've been shown. You know, again, as mothers, you know, there are times, I will never forget this, I was so frustrated one day with one of my kids, and I kind of got in his face, and I go, who do you think you are? I mean, I just had it. And that little guy looked at me, he goes, a child of God created in his image. <laughs> and I went... Okay. Um, but what I loved was that was a principle laid in his heart. And when I asked the question, he answered. Yeah. And I thought, you know, when we layer that into our hearts, that's what will be there. When we have shallow foundations or shallow principles, we have empty victories. And that's not what we're looking for. We are right. looking for eternal, mm -hmm. eternal answer, answers and eternal solutions. Bunny, if there was one thing you could leave our listeners with, what is that? I would say just take a step forward. Whatever God's putting in your heart, we believe 2020 is a year of awakening. Mm. That there's people in the pews that are sitting in their churches going, I'm feeling something for America that I need to do. Um, I'm feeling a prayer I need to pray. I, I There's an action I need to take. Take the step. Connect somewhere. Connect with Eagle Forum. Connect with Christians Engage. You can mm -hmm. take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage, and we'll help you navigate that and remind you um, to take those steps on a weekly and monthly basis. So there's just take the step and just follow through, just like you do when you pick up your Bible and you think, I'm going to read a verse right now. <laughs> it's just that same thing. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, this election's coming up this month. Let me put that on my calendar. Let me make that a priority. Let me look for five minutes at the two candidates' websites so I can at least see what they're saying and who's endorsing them. You know, do something. It's not, we make things overly complicated, and I just want to say just step out and do something, and God will meet you in that, and he'll show you where the information needs to be that you need to have to make the right decisions. And how can people connect with you all? They can go to Christians Engaged, that's with a D, <laughs> dot org. ChristiansEngage.org. Uh, we are in Texas, but we would love to help people all over the country. Thank you for listening to this episode. From your house to the state house to the White House, this is Engage with Eagle Forum. 
Please join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter and find more information at engagewitheagleforum.com.